From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we're talking about the danger of comparison when it comes to your marriage and comparing your spouse to others who you do and do not know. And as we start off talking about this show, I just want to remind you of this quote that says, every minute you spend wishing you had someone else's life is a minute spent wasting yours. That's one I can take. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's something to think about. Right. As we talk about the show, about the dangers of comparison. And, you know, as we dig into this, we start each and every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new, a hug is really an opportunity for you to hear someone else's success story, someone who's had breakthrough in their marriage. And this hug came from a Facebook post that came out of the One Family Facebook group. And this couple said, after the five-day intimacy challenge, we are already making strides in our focus on recreational intimacy. Yesterday, we set up the projector in our bedroom and spent the afternoon in bed watching Netflix and having lunch and snacks in bed. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) They actually posted a picture too. Super fun. Uh, She goes on to say, we've also decided to make our weekly date nights on Thursdays, which coincided with payday. So a little financial intimacy involved in that. And we'll get our bigger family or couples trips on the calendar now so I can plan my work and business schedule around us instead of the other way around. Wow. That's some intentionality right there around the recreational intimacy for sure, which I love. Absolutely. And if you think about it, I mean, that's a couple that, that just with, you know, these couple of lines that they shared, how intentional they're being about their emotional intimacy, you know, having these conversations and, and really making the decision to put the marriage first so that as they start to look at this, right, they're creating a marriage that they're excited about and they're not going to have to look at others' marriages, Mm -hmm. which is really what we're talking about in today's show about comparison. Right. I mean, how many times have you have you ever been scrolling through maybe Instagram or Facebook, you know, your platform of choice and seen pictures of your friends having an incredible date night or their spouse doing something romantic? And you're like, wow, it has been a long time since that's happened in our marriage. Mm-hmm. I've done that. Mm-hmm. I've done that. Sure. Or maybe you, you know, guys, you've been out in a restaurant and you've seen a wife lean over and just plan a great big kiss on her husband, like smack dab in the middle of the restaurant. And you're sitting there going, how come my wife doesn't do that? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, wives watching, you know, a husband open a door and make sure that his wife is in and then closing the door behind her just in this, you know, total act of chivalry. And you're like, gosh, I wish my husband did that for me. Mm-hmm. I just want to tell, and that's just a few examples, but I want to tell you if you've ever had those thoughts, if you've seen those things and you're like, what about us? You are not alone. You're not, you're, you're not the only one that has had those thoughts, seen those things and, and gone. What about our marriage? Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, Tony and I have been married 24 years now. So we have seen a lot of changes in terms of the prevalence of social, well, social media did not exist. Right. When we got married. Um, cell phones barely existed. Cell phones barely existed. So so we've seen a lot of changes, right? We've seen the change to a 24-7 media cycle where you can access movies and, and TV and reality TV. I mean, reality TV back then was like MTV um, Real World. 
that was like the ad that was in yeah, college. Yeah, that was in college. I think yeah, Real World was probably in college when that first came out. Yeah. That that's that's how old we are, right? But now you can access, you know, Hollywood celebrities and all of this kind of stuff 24/7. You can see how people are living their lives. And then you can get into this place where you're filtering your marriage through what they're sharing through snapshots of them, through videos of them, through stories of them. And really at the heart of it, that's what comparison is all about. I actually, because as has been pointed out once or twice, I do like definitions. You do. And I, I, do. And I think this one, I think this is a good, is a good one. The, the word comparison is a good one we need to define. So we're all playing from the same level, level playing, playing from the same, whatever, you know what I'm saying there. On the same playing field. There you go. Okay. From the get go. So Merriam-Webster.com defines comparison as the act of examining things to see if they are similar or different. And it's more often that we highlight just because humans tend to gravitate towards what's different. It, exactly. When I read that too, I'm like, huh, that's, that's very interesting because it says examining things to see if they are similar mm-hmm. or different. Right. What do I have in common? But it, in actuality, when I think of comparison, I don't think of what we have similar. Mm-hmm. I, I'm always thinking of, wow, I, th- there's a comparison because there's something different, be right. it uh, an external monetary, a home, a car, um, a thing, something that like a boat, wh- whatever, or internally too, where you can see the joy, the mm-hmm. happiness, the, 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 the kisses, the, those sort of things. And I always look at the, the different side of it, not the comparing it to somebody similar. Well, and I think when, it, when we see similarities, we, we celebrate, right? right? Whether it's internal or, you know, something we verbalize internally or externally, it's like, oh, good. Like, we're like them. We're like the Joneses or the Smiths or, mm-hmm. you know, whomever. It's when it's different that we can get into this place of negative emotions. And, and recently on Instagram, we asked, you know, when you see others' marriage success, are you more likely to celebrate them or compare yourself to them? Mm-hmm. And 46% said that they celebrate. Which is great. I love that number. Still means more than half of you are experiencing that negative aspect of comparison. You're seeing those differences and you're, you're struggling either with what's going on in your marriage or what you don't have and what you're seeing out there that you want to have. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, we've been there ourselves. You know, even just as we were getting ready to hit the record button today you know, talking about what this has looked like in our own marriage. Yeah. And it's, 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 got, it's ebbed and flow over the years, hasn't it? Sure. I mean, I can remember when we were young married and Elisa mentioned that we didn't have social media and we didn't have that. Um, so we didn't have that in our face, in our home. And yet I, I remember going to like corporate events because Elisa worked for a rather large rental car company at the time. And I remember being a young married guy, 24, 25 years old, and we'd go to these corporate events and I would see the success of others mm-hmm. and that comparison, even, even those in my own age demographic and those that were ahead of me. You know, I, I think for myself personally, and I've done this for a long time, is I've always compared myself to somebody who is much older. Mm. And, and when I say much older, I'm thinking, you know, 10 years, a decade or so. And that's a big difference in mm-hmm. where you are in life now that I'm looking back over my years. And I think a lot of my comparison over those years, especially when I was younger, was I was comparing myself to these guys who had 10-year careers, 20-year careers, and going, I lack. Mm. 
And what I've realized now, though, is like, wow, that really didn't help me out. Like that didn't help me to see that these guys are 10 or 20 years older. Like mm-hmm. they should be having more success in, in their life, in their marriage, it, wherever in their career because of where they are. Well, I was actually going to share a different thing just personally, but hearing you say that, I, I think now how many times we have young couples come up to us and say, I want the marriage that you guys have, mm-hmm. but we've been working at this thing for 24 years. Right. Well, so, I, I, it, I would say I, I would say we've been married, married for twenty four years. I would say we've actually put in the effort to be intentional and take action in our marriage after year eleven. So the last thirteen years, we've really pressed into to making our marriage extraordinary. And I totally appreciate the conversation, but but it's that same thing. Now we're on the other side of other people looking to us, but we've got decades invested in this. Mm-hmm. And and so you, so you've got part of this as we're talking about comparison. I want to share just another example in our own lives is you've got to remember where people are in the journey. Just like Tony's pointing out, are are you looking at, you know, people that are similar in age, life stage, that type of thing? Or are you looking at people that are, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ahead of you? And you're like, well, I don't have what they have. Well, clearly they've had a lot more time to create whatever they've got. But another example that came to mind, um, ever since, our son was born. So he's now 18. You guys have heard us talk about this. So 18 years. Tony has been self-employed. Mm. And, f- you know, up until, you know, what, January of 2020? Mm-hmm. Yeah, up until January of 2020, he was a, a solo entrepreneur, right? His business provided everything that our family needed. Well, I mean, you were also... I worked I mean, we here were and also, there. Yeah. We were also doing stuff. You were also doing stuff. I mean, we were growing one extraordinary marriage over that time. But yeah. But w- what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, all of the years, especially when our kids were younger and, and I look back now and, you know, we always had friends who were employed at companies, right? And so, you know, once a year they'd be taking the week long vacation or they'd take a two week long vacation or, or, you know, multiple vacations. Cause maybe now they've got a month of vacation cause they've been there for so long. And that was never our story right. because if Tony didn't work, Tony didn't make money. Yeah. So prior to, so prior to one extraordinary marriage, it, I, I went to college, but when I came out of college, I did sales. So there was some comparison going on there and there. And then I got into what's called paintless dent repair and I found my love of the trade. So it was just a, it was a great thing. And yet when I left the company that I worked for, which we did have some vacation time, but it was always, it was weird because of how it was just a smaller company anyways. Um, but after that I was Mm self-employed and from that point on, I mean, when what you do is what you make. It was very hard for me, you know, with a young family to be like, oh, wow, we're going to take off a week. We're going to take off two weeks. So, <laughs> you know, we all make our choices. I wouldn't change that for the world. We, we, we scrapped our way through a lot of stuff. But in that, and I would agree with Elisa, there was, there was on, on my part, on my side as well. Like, wow, why can they, why are they doing that? And we can't. Mm-hmm. And uh, that put me into some tailspins over the years for sure. And I think that's because, you know, comparison can get so tricky, right? Because, you know, on one hand, you can, you can take that step back, like Tony's saying now, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and be able to go, okay, you know what? Clearly there's been effort to accomplish that. But you, on the other side, you, we get into this place where we're like, but why not me? Right? What, what, why can't I have 
or accomplish or see in my marriage the same thing that, you know, the couple I'm seeing, you know, the couple that posted on their fabulous dinner on Instagram or their vacation on Facebook or, you know, some celebrity that's, you know, traveling all over the world and doing this kind of stuff. Like, why not me? And you can get into this headspace that starts to starts to really impact you and negatively impact your marriage because you're dealing with emotions. And, and guys, I'm not making this list up. This wasn't like a Google list of emotions. This is what you all said mm-hmm. when you responded to the Instagram poll. Feelings of being jealous, mm-hmm. of envy, of disappointment, of sadness, of frustration, of feeling less than or like something is wrong with you. Can, can I just say, I mean, I, I read every single one of those words and I can say in some point in my 24 years of marriage, I have felt those. All of them. All of them. And I'm sure I will ex- I will feel those in different times again. So do know that those are real in other people, mm-hmm. other couples. Elisa and I have been there as well. So you're not alone in that moment. Mm-hmm. When you're disappointed because you see somebody having that amazing date night and you're not, you're, you're not alone in that moment. And yet we're going to talk about what you can do though. Absolutely. Cause we don't ever want to leave you with just like, Oh, well, Tony and Lisa just, you know, validated every emotion that I've had. And now I feel like crap. No, it's just calling these things out. Mm-hmm. Why? Because sometimes it takes someone else giving name to what you've been experiencing. It calls, it, it takes someone going, Oh yeah, that is that emotion I've been feeling. And when these feelings come up, let me tell you, it is really important to evaluate two key aspects of this. And first one is where are the feelings coming from and what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, th- those are the two questions. Where are the feelings coming from and what are you going to do about it? Because where those feelings come from, and again, this is what you guys said, you know, insecurities about your marriage, mm-hmm. baggage or walls that you brought in to the marriage, growing disconnect, feeling like, like the challenges that the two of you have, be it betrayal or rejection can't be overcome. And, and it's good to understand what the root of those emotions are, but it's more powerful and empowering to your marriage to get into a place of saying, okay, so these are the feelings that I'm dealing with, but what am I going to do about it? Mm-hmm. That's what we want to talk about after this break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we're back and we're talking about what to do when that negative comparison is keeping you from experiencing joy. And, and some of you, when, when we just shared that list, you're like, I've, I've got all of that and probably a few more that, you know, we didn't mention because we could probably spend, you know, an entire 30 minute show just listing negative emotions that arise in comparison. But what's important is that you've started to identify the feelings that you have when you see others having marriage success. You, you're doing the work to recognize where those emotions come from. And, you know, I, I think we've probably said on almost every show this year, but if not, it, it's going to come up a lot and you may have already heard it. But this year, the hashtag is what can I do? Yeah. And when you're experiencing negative emotions, when you get to a place of saying, I understand what the root is, then 
the next step is to get into not just a mindset, but an action set of going, okay, what can I do? So that other people's joy is actually, or success is something that I can celebrate. Mm -hmm. So that I know that I'm working on what I'm dealing with because my perspective is, I, and I got to tell you this, guys, especially now that, you know, Tony and I do have so many younger couples that come up to us. There are a lot of couples that have no idea what our journey has been. No idea of what happened in those first 11 years, right? When, when we stared down the face of divorce, when we weren't talking to each other, when we weren't having sex, when we lost homes and lost a child and all of those things, they, they see what, we're, what we've accomplished. They see where we are. They see the connection that we have, but you might not know somebody's story and where they've been and what they had to do to get there. So, so I just want to actually frame that as you're looking at somebody else, part of the, what can you do is you can pause and go, I wonder about their journey. Mm. I wonder what effort they had to put in to get there. I wonder what sacrifices they made or what, what loss they experienced and had to work through in order to get to their victory Mm -hmm. because you don't know. You don't know. People don't know that we've lost a child. People don't know necessarily that, that, you know, in the 08 recession when there was no work for Tony and like, I didn't even know for a long time, you guys, that he was depressed because he's really good at hiding that kind of stuff because he's also an eternal optimist. So he, you know, he can fake it really well, but I didn't know. And that was back in the day when we really didn't. And I personally didn't understand like, hey, you know what? I, I do need to talk about this stuff. I do need to express this w- to my wife. Um, those, are, those are things that I've had to learn mm-hmm. since, since that time. And it's been, it's been amazing to, to be able to do that now. But and I just, as, before we start time, I just want to remind you all that everybody's got a journey. Mm-hmm. Every success story, even the quote unquote overnight success stories, there was a process. There was a journey. There were countless hours of, of pouring into one another, countless conversations, countless nights of figuring out how are we going to make this work? Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't. So don't, don't put yourself in this place of tr- striving after perfection. Start figuring out what your journey is going to be. Yeah. One of the things I, I do want to say is... What are your core values? Mm. And not you personally and not from a work perspective core values, right? Like you work, you, you may have your own business, your own practice. You may work for a, a small, medium, or even a large business. And they have their core values, their mission. What's that in your marriage? Mm. Because I, I really do believe when we can go, these are our core values, mm-hmm. This is who we are as a married married couple. Then we're able to build on that. And the comparison doesn't come because we know who we are. We know who we are in Christ. We know who we are as a couple. And we can say, cool, like rock on with your bad self. You had an amazing date night. Mm-hmm. These are our core values. And then we build off of that. We have our six pillars of intimacy We talked about it earlier this year. What are your goals that you're setting in each of the six pillars of intimacy? Mm -hmm. If you haven't gotten into that, make sure you do. 
go do your core values and you can get our, our core values course. You can get that in the ultimate marriage toolbox. Mm -hmm. We put together this amazing membership area where we have all of our resources that you can go grab. You can get it at one extraordinary marriage.com slash ultimate marriage. I'll put a link here as well because that's where things begin to change for me personally. Mm -hmm. And yes, even now comparison happens. It, I'm human. We, we are human. And yet I know what I stand on. I know what Elisa and I believe in. I know who we are. So we don't need to look to others to validate where we are in life. Mm -hmm. Hey, if we're running together, then we're winning together. Can I celebrate more? For sure, because it comes back to the words I speak to myself, the words I'm, the words I'm sharing, the, what am I saying? And sometimes you just have to get into the habit of congratulating somebody even when you don't want to. It's tough. I know. I've had to do it. Mm -hmm. God's had to work on my heart many a times when I've seen somebody have some success, and I haven't. And I, I, I force myself to just go up to them and congratulate them mm -hmm. and, and, and hear their story. The core values though, the six pillars of intimacy, these are, these are vital to your marriage for you to have the extraordinary you desire. So you don't have to compare, but you can celebrate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really, you know, I like what you talk about there, you know, congratulating others and, and I take it a step further and, you know, start asking the question, how did you guys do that? How did you accomplish that? What did, what, what did you discover about doing marriage well that I can learn from? Hmm. Well, you don't have to stub your toe 25 times. You can actually ask somebody else who's doing it well and you know, be your own marriage hacker, right? And figure mm -hmm. it out from other people's journeys. You can ask that question. You can look at yourself and say, okay, you know what? If I'm dealing with these emotions, what, what do I need to address individually in me? Why am I feeling this? Why, what is the cycle around this? You know, so often when I'm coaching folks, it, it's about breaking, it's identifying and then breaking the cycle, right? What does that look like? What, what tends to trip you up? Where do you keep finding yourself? Oh, this type of situation always seems to make the green eyed monster pop up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, why? And what is it about that situation? You know, it's all about the questions that you're asking yourself to dig deep. Be, be a detective of your own life. Right. Step into this place where you're, you're looking at that. Look at your marriage as a whole and say, okay, what do we need to do? Because, mm -hmm. you know, you can only change yourself. But as a team, the two of you can accomplish quite a bit. You said green eyed monster. We have a, an entire episode on jealousy, the green eyed monster, episode 311. So I'm going to put a link to that here in the episode notes as well, because I, w I think that's a good companion Absolutely. to what we're talking about here. And so if you need a little bit more and you're, and you're looking at jealousy, Mm-hmm. And the destructive nature of it to maybe even to your marriage or, you know, between one another or outside of your marriage, I think that would be a great companion list. Absolutely. So episode 311, I'll put it in here. You know, it's interesting because I recently had a coaching session with the gals that are in the Sexually Confident Women's Group coaching program. And, and we were talking about comparison because... You can't get a group of ladies together and comparison doesn't show up in some way, shape, shape or form. And, and you know, as we were talking about it, one of the gals talked about her own choices. And it was a really interesting conversation because a lot of times when 
the conversation comes back to the negative aspects of comparison, we either ignore or downplay, minimize the Mm. choices that we have made that put ourselves in a place that we're looking at everybody else's life and saying, I want that. I mean, it's kind of like what we were talking about, you know, with vacations, Tony and I chose whether, whether it was a conversation we had or just by the simple act of, of not discussing it and not making different choices, we chose not to make two week vacations a priority in our marriage, in our family. That, that was a choice. That was our choice. Yeah. And so and I think it was, I think it was a nonverbal choice and a verbal choice. Well, right. But, but I bring up both because sometimes it's something that a couple will verbalize and yeah. other times just the lack of conversation actually force, you know, creates the choice. Right. But, but when I, when she said that, you know, as we were meeting this past week, it actually hit me. I'm like, ah, oh, how many times do I compare myself to someone else without taking it into account the choices that I've made mm. to bring myself to this particular point. And it was, it, it was this hugely, you know, eye opening moment, I think for everyone on the call, because in that moment, the revelation that follows that is if the choices I've made brought me to this point, then I am empowered to make different choices to create a different outcome. So if you find yourself comparison and, and you do this deep dive and you're in this place of going, okay, I understand the emotions and I know, you know, where, where the root is, guess what? You 100% are empowered to take different steps, to, to step into and create and get a game plan, right? What can I do? Your game plan for how you're going to build your marriage in whichever intimacy it is that you find yourself comparing your marriage to someone else's. You know, if it's the fact that, you know, a bunch of you gals are sitting around and, and you know, your husband, this husband is, you know, doing this and that has, okay, maybe there's romance, right? In that maybe it's sexual or physical or emotional intimacy that you're like, you know, we need to have a conversation about this. We need to have a game plan so that the romance comes back to our marriage. If, if you're looking at your friends and you're like, yeah, that trip and that car and, and this purchase and that, okay, what's our game plan for our financial intimacy, right? If you're watching a couple, like our, last week at church, our daughter was in the row behind us and she took this amazing picture of Tony and I from the back, just leaning into each other in worship. And, you know, you may see other couples at church who, you know, they're, they're worshiping together. They're holding hands. They're praying. You know what? If that's who you're comparing yourself to and when it comes to your spiritual intimacy, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Right? You have the framework to look at your marriage through the lens of the six pillars. If you find yourself in this place of comparison, not only do you identify the emotions and the causes, identify which pillar it is, and then get resourced in that pillar. Take action in that pillar. You don't have to overhaul the whole thing. Start with the pillar that you've identified. Yeah. Comparison is dangerous, and yet you can use it to really launch your marriage. Mm -hmm. You can. You can look at it and go, yeah, I am doing this right now. And yet you can turn around that negative emotion and you can make it a positive and you begin to celebrate. You can begin to celebrate your own marriage. You can begin to celebrate what you have accomplished together. You can, you can celebrate what you've accomplished today, whatever it may be, but you don't have to let comparison take you out. 
And I, and I would think Elisa as well would say, don't. This is the year when you stand up and you say, what can I do about comparison? What am I going to do so it doesn't rob me mm-hmm. of the life I want to have and the marriage I want to have this year? So go out there. Don't allow it to rob you. Celebrate somebody this week. Mm-hmm. Celebrate another marriage this week. Send a friend a text. Send them a, an email, whatever, Snapchat, whatever you're using, Instagram, DM, whatever. Celebrate them. Let your heart soar. Let your soul al- allow for some light in so that you can love on somebody else. You guys, we're truly blessed and honored to do life with you. Have yourselves a fantastic week. And we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.